0: what's up everybody we are back with another episode of Right down broadway this is the episode number two if you have not checked out episode one what did we do i think we did draft preview and some other things like that now we have to react to everything i am zach house joined as always by my brother bk yo
1: bk what's going on man how we doing not much brother not much yeah.
0: we're feeling good we are massive knicks fans man we were uh the draft, obviously, is a very nerve-wracking thing for, nerve, for Knicks fans. Yes. But, man, me and you were on FaceTime. We were watching the pick. Number eight came in. Man, the Knicks, we finally got our guy, I think, man. Obi Toppin. Yes. Eighth pick overall. Mm-hmm. Uh, You know I was big on Obi all year. Loved his game. Loved his mm-hmm. highlight reels. Unreal prospect. Just give me your first reactions from drafting him number eight, man. I cannot I just... believe he fell, and I'm – so happy. So I
1: can't believe that not only did he fall, but that we also fell in the draft and still were able to get him. Mm-hmm. That's is crazy to me. Yeah. The NBA tried to rig us. We haven't been able to stay in our spot or move up since Patrick Ewing, and we still got our guy. So I'm very excited about Obi. I mean, I don't know how he didn't go top five. Best player in college basketball. He's primed for the garden, so... Obi's the chosen yeah. one and I'm I'm ready.
0: Obi Obi won the chosen one, no doubt, dude. Um yeah, you mentioned it. The Knicks, like the days, hours leading up to the draft, they were like they were like, yo, we're trying to trade up. We really, really like Obi Toppin. We'll trade up with the Cavs to five. We were even trying to trade up to three. There were rumors about they were even trying to trade possibly Mitchell Robinson to the Warriors to try and get to two, yeah. which was a wild, wild rumor. But like you said, we end up staying put at eight, which was the right move, made some uh, trades in the back half, which we'll get to. But they get Obi Toppin. Everybody's going to say it with Julius Randle there. Is that going to affect Obi Toppin's development? You think, you know, is that going to stunt his growth a little bit? Is it good for him to have a guy there already? Is there any chance Obi freaking plays a different position than the four for the Knicks? What, what are your thoughts on that fit, knowing Julius Randle is right now our number one option, the Knicks' number one option?
1: Yeah, I I don't think it impacts him that much. Um, first of all, I think having Randall on the roster is a good thing. Um, he's been in the league for a little bit. Even with him, too, I think we need to give him another year to really show himself, you know, have a solid coach under his belt. Um, yep. you know, have a little bit of spacing on the floor would be nice. Um, but, yeah, I don't think it's a bad thing for Obi to start out the season, maybe coming off the bench, um, you know, giving us some more scoring off the bench. And I don't think it's crazy to say that he could play the three, you know, he could come in the second unit, maybe be a small ball five. Um, if there's anything that Obi can do is he's a super versatile guy. Now defensive stuff's always going to be a concern obviously, but in my eyes, he can play three through five. I mean, he's six nine, six ten, crazy athletic. And the biggest thing is that he can space the floor. The fact that mm-hmm. he can shoot the three makes it much, much easier to slot him into any lineup. So, um, I, I've seen a lot of concern about, oh, he's not really big enough for the center, but he's not really quick enough for the wing. But people forget it's positionless NBA, fellows. Like, mm. he can slot in if he can shoot and he can rim run. That's, yeah. that's all we need him to do. So uh, I don't think there would be any concern there.
0: Yeah, I think um, – I really think people, at least coming into the draft, did not realize how good of a shooter Obi Toppin in is and will will be, he had plenty of volume, you know, shooting the three in college and shot, I want to say, close to 40%, which for a guy of his size uh, and athleticism, super, super helpful. Like you said, just to space the floor, that's going to be huge to open up some of the lanes for our point guards and, and Randall. Mm-hmm. Playing him at the three, I don't know if I love, not right off the bat at least, I don't want him starting at the three and having Randall at the four and mention the five. I don't really like, cause a lot of people have been throwing those lineups out there. I think if we put Obi at the three, he would really, really struggle defensively. Like, really struggle. But that's okay. Yes. Um, I already like what I'm hearing from some of the coaches talking about Obi Toppin. And like you said, his versatility. And more important, which is why I think I'm so happy with this draft overall and the three players that the Knicks drafted, got guys who are just, like, good work ethic, hard-nosed gym rats, man. Like. I, you know, I loved LaMelo as a prospect. It would have been great to have him there. He might not be that that type of kid yet, you know? I, I think he could be a Jim rat type of guy. But, man, like, Obi Toppin, he's from New York. His dad was a freaking streetball legend at Rucker Park. Like, this kid is going to be so pumped to be in New York, Nick. RJ Barrett is pumped for him to be in Nick. I'm sure Mitch Robinson is, too, because between Mitch and Obi, bro – I mean, it's going, be, it's going to be a highlight reel. It's going to be oh, yeah. highlight reels in the garden, which I just been have been wanting for so long. Why I want to Zion it's why I want Ja. We got RJ, who's still a highlight reel. And, man, you add Obi Toppin to this? Mm. I mean, wh- wh- who are you most excited to watch him play with, I guess, you know, pairing him with this young core? And keep in mind, man, we about to turn around and pair him with another young guy in the next draft. So Very true. It's going – I mean, who, who are you excited about to him get on the floor with? That RJ
1: Obi pick and roll, I love the I love the RJ Obi pick and roll. Um, I I I envision this as the perfect lineup if everything lines up into place. I'd want to see Dennis Smith, RJ, Frank, Obi, Mitch. Just mm. a bunch of freak athletes, bunch of playmakers, a lot of combo guard action there. You know, yeah. Maybe you're not as big onto DSJ. Throw Kevin Knox in there if he's, if he's feeling it, you know? Yeah. Again, just a bunch of athletes. Maybe that lineup's a little better for spacing. You know, you can't really have three guards in there that all can't really shoot, although we'll see how they develop. But if it's improved, yeah, if they've improved. So uh, I think the Dennis, Dennis smith Obi Toppin connection could be something. Mm. Um, I, I thought we had some good synergy with Mitch. <laughs> Who gets Lampier. a windmill
0: first this year? Who gets a windmill first?
1: Oh, it's got to be Obi anytime he's on a fast break that man's gonna bust something out
0: he's oh like, i can't I, wait i
1: can't wait for that
0: yeah yeah man and he he is electrifying i mean Stephen a's video i don't know if you saw it Stephen a was like he's like dog because he you know he wanted to guard i get it people are going to be talking about if we made the right draft choice passing on a guy me and you were both very high on tyrese halliburton or drafting Obi Toppin, or even getting one of the small forwards that were there. Avija was still there at eight. Yeah. The Knicks could have had him. Um, I guess, tell me a little bit why you think the Knicks made the right move, or if you maybe think maybe we should have gone Halliburton route, You know, given kind of the, the hole that the Knicks still have at point guard.
1: Yeah, I I think it really comes down to the coaches not giving up on our guards. I, I think they are still pretty confident that they can, they can get out um, the max potential out of you know Frank uh, DSJ. I think between the two of them, you're at least going to have one serviceable starting point guard.
0: And for Payton, I mean, he'll be definitely be serviceable. He's yeah, not one of the younger prospects, but he's 26 and should probably start for us.
1: I think he'll start. He'll end up starting uh, at the beginning of the season, but he's he's been there, yeah. Yeah, but I think Dennis Smith. If if he's really going to show himself this season, he's got to have to win that spot back at some point. Or, or questions are really going to start popping up. Uh, I know that's maybe too much to ask, but it's getting to that point with him. You know, if you're not fighting for a starting spot, it's it's time. But um, yeah, so in terms you of like the pick, Yeah, the the over Halliburton
0: that. and Avija, because they Halliburton and Avija, two probably you could argue the two best prospects in this class. You could argue that
1: definitely two of the best scarred prospects. I would definitely say that. Um, you know, Halliburton, um. I love Halburn. I I think he would have been a great fit. It's it's hard to argue though that Obi wouldn't isn't more upside there. I mean, the guy's crazy athletic. He already has ties to the organization with you know the CAA connection. Uh, I think Leon and the whole you can organization. Go to Kentucky, though, so. That yeah, that would have been yeah, nice. Yeah, um, but, I, I think everyone in the organization knew he was a New York guy too, which they know the fans love. But um, I I think it was you can't pass him up at eight uh, I know they had thought about um trading up to get him and he was the best player in college basketball um you know I, I think based on that alone it was enough to take him I love Avija too but um a little too much of a question mark I think with with Obi still there on the board you know sure yeah
0: no yeah I completely agree and I think ultimately what at least Leon I know he made when he made one of the quotes he was saying he's going to come in and produce right away mm-hmm. you know it, he is a little bit of a project defensively, and it's going to probably show, but I, I like the coaching staff we have made up to kind of help him with his defensive cut. But he's 23. You know, he had grown, and, and he is going to compete, which I love, which we'll, we'll talk about in a little bit more with some of the other players, to be that starter at the four, which I think for him and Randall, I think they're going to benefit so much off of it. And if the Knicks do end up moving on from Randall, I, you know – it's almost kind of good, because Randall can kind of show him the ropes. He's a good, decent veteran now, Randall, for, for topping at this point. So I like it. Um, yeah, really, really happy with the pick. Like, could not be I think.
1: Happy. Two quick things. Yeah, go ahead. I think with the Randall situation, I think again, I think they're pretty confident that he can play better than he did last season. And I think mm-hmm. you know, you get to see him play a little bit, increase his value. You we're only going to get more assets from him. Um, you know, sure. I think he deserves that chance to, to kind of show himself a little bit more. And, yeah. and again, with, with the Obi Toppin and stuff and his defensive concerns, isn't that why we have Mitch Robinson to just lock down the paint? A the, very good room protector, We yeah. can afford to sacrifice a little bit of defense for a guy who can stretch the court and just is instant offense on the other side of the ball. They're, it's a perfect matchup for each other. So I'm, yeah. I'm really less concerned about that the defensive woes, especially because we have Mitch, you know? Definitely. Definitely that helps.
0: And decent perimeter guards that can defend, too. RJ and Frank are, are very strong, you know, not super strong, but very solid perimeter guards. RJ played great defense towards the end of, you know, before the season got shut down. Before we move on from OB and we go into the other two guys that the Knicks took in the draft, or mm. one signed after the draft, you know, you mentioned it to me before, if the NCAA tournament does end up happening, where do you think OB would have been drafted? Because, I mean, nobody – he was going off. And he was obviously the player of the year for a reason. But, man, I had a feeling they were going to be a 2C, seed. I want to say, in the tournament, Dayton. If he took Dayton to the final four or whatever, mm-hmm. I, he would have been number one or number two pick in my ass. Like, okay. he has the talent. He just didn't have the name recognition. People are like, "Ah, oh, he can just dunk. That's about it. He's a complete basketball player, man.
1: It's just – I think a lot of people – I, we've talked about this a lot. I think a lot of people forgot that we did not see any of these guys play March Madness. Mm-hmm. I can think of so many players that literally – Prison and
0: draft. I'm sure.
1: Yeah. Literally came into the tournament with no draft interest and ended the tournament getting drafted in, like, the first round. Yeah. I mean, that, that is where people make their case to get drafted. So I mean, Zach Collins. Zach Collins yeah. did yeah. that. <laughs> he played yeah. great when he got there with Gonzaga. The, the list goes on and on. I mean – I think he he would have been – it would have been hard to pass him up at five. I mean, how do you take – what's the guy's name? Patrick Williams, is that his name?
0: Patrick Williams at four.
1: Yeah, four. You're going to watch the tournament and take that guy over a guy like OB that's playing? Maybe. We never
0: know. We'll never know. Maybe Patrick Patrick Williams goes off in the NCAA tournament.
1: Yeah, maybe. And Florida State, a good team, man. They're a good team. Yeah, maybe Vassell would have taken his minutes.
0: Hey, they just produced small forwards, I guess. God, but, fun. yeah, so that was definitely a factor, I feel like, why Obi dropped. I loved it, though. Uh, could not believe he was there at eight. I was going to be content with a Halliburton or even a Devin Vassell pick if it was there. Mm. That would have been very, very mm-hmm. satisfied with it. But uh, we get the guy, Obi, one that shows one. But last thing before we move on, Obi's obviously wearing number one. He is resembling his play style a little bit in the Nick that he used to wear at number one stat. One of my favorite Knicks of all time, man, he was absolutely electric when he came and wanted to come to New York and make something great, which is a, a common denominator here with some of the guys we signed in the offseason. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, you like the comparisons. Is it going to be tough for Obi wearing that number one in the garden? That's a huge comparison. Omari was an all-NBA player when he was healthy uh, as a New York Nick, an MVP candidate the one year, too. Mm. Um I think, it's, I think it's it's a very, very good comparison, obviously, for his playing style. Hopefully, Obi has better health. Um, but I made this point to you, too, which is, like, the same thing. Like, was Stoudemire, even in Phoenix, his Phoenix days, was he even a great defender by your – you know, he's, I think he was a good defender. He would play well in the post, and he was strong. He was never, like, this amazing defender. He would probably get mismatched on a pick-and-roll or, you know, get blown by. Like, it's going to happen, but – yeah, good, good room protectors in New York, good room protectors in Phoenix. Yep. And it's, like, something we can work on. So, those comparisons, like, I, I don't see a problem with it. No. You, you mind it?
1: No, I, I really like the comparisons. Um, again, I, I looked into this. I had never saw a season where Amar Stoudemire's defensive win shares were over, like, 1.2, which is definitely below average. Yeah. So, I, I don't I, – again – We've, we've talked about this enough. I don't see the defensive problems being an issue. But, yeah, in terms of just being that pick-and-pop slash pick-and-roll, just absolute threat on the offensive side of the ball. And I mean, glass. And the glass. And the glass. A little tip slam here or there. That was one, that was one, of, his, uh, one of his issues
0: as well, was that he was not – didn't – cherry-picked a little bit, which With I don't blame him. Cherry-picked a little bit in college and, and like really boards all the time. I think that might change in the NBA.
1: He gonna have to, yeah. I mean, Mitch gonna yeah, eat it He's gonna have to rebound. rebound. Yeah, Mitch don't really rebound that well either, so we'll, we'll see if those guys get the rebounding up. But um, yeah, yeah, I I love the comparison. Hopefully, he can be, you know, eighty percent of what stat was. I'd be ecstatic. Yeah, I
0: mean, the good thing about Obi is he is definitely a better shooter than Amari was coming into the league that he is so that'll help that'll help Mm -hmm. but all right so then the knicks like we said they made some moves in the back half originally what were they what were that originally we were at 27 and 32 yep and and traded both of those up to 23 Mm
1: -hmm.
0: and then we traded 23 and and a future second to get 25 and Another second, which we ended up trading. It was a, it was a busy night. Yeah. yeah, the Knicks were moving, but we ended up with the 25th pick, mm-hmm. Emmanuel Quickly, mm-hmm. out of Kentucky, mm-hmm. with a, our second first-round pick. We might be noticing a little bit of theme here with the uh, Knicks players. We got five now, five, including NKG, five Kentucky players on the roster. Yeah. Which is wild to me. Um I love it, though. Obviously, Kentucky's a great program. They producing produce some players left and right. Yeah. Uh at NBA. Yeah, there's probably one on every team now almost. Um, but quickly, he's a very, very intriguing prospect. I didn't watch a ton of him coming out of college, if I'm going to be honest. Mm-hmm. I knew he was a very good shooter. So that was one thing that I was very happy about right away. This team just needed an injection of, of shooting. Um, so I love the upside of him. He's young. He's long. Uh, super raw with the ball. And uh, it seems like that's just similar guards to what Calipari has been, like, recruiting for the past three or four years. Mm-hmm. Super lengthy, athletic, basketball-smart guards. Yep. Quickly, again, we've heard Calipari clips about it. Gym rat, loves getting better, always trying to get better. Um, and, yeah, didn't even start at the beginning the year in Kentucky, but when he eventually started, he was the player of the year. So he had a great, great season in a weird, abbreviated season. Um, very very intrigued by his upside how do you feel about the Emmanuel quickly um, pick for the New York Knicks love it
1: yeah I, I really like it um, I remember back to some of the Kentucky games I was watching I remember uh, you know everyone had told me to watch out for Tyrese Maxey but mm-hmm. I, I remember pretty vividly at the beginning of the season watching games and be like hmm this one guy this the shooter guy he, he's really dominating the game right now and that, I mean quickly man talk about a game that fits the NBA I mean, how many how many shooting guards right now are there that are like six three lanky can shoot you know have yeah. all those little step back jumpers? He's got a little, little bit of bag. He does. He got, a he got a little bit of bag. Bag, man. So I'll take a six three six eight wingspan guy. Yeah, you're um, big on that. Yeah, I love the wingspan. Um, <laughs> willing defender. Calipari. I mean, said all the right things about his character and stuff. So uh, it's just the perfect guy to have off the bench. So. Um, really like that pickup. Hopefully he can, um, you know, show off his game a little bit. Maybe we'll see how he how he is on defense. Usually that takes a little while for the guards to step up. But um, yeah, I really like the pick. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Good value there. At 25, you get a guard with so much potential and can come in and, in my opinion, make an impact right away just because he's, he's a great spot up shooter. Mm-hmm. So as long as you can do that, as, a, as at least your rookie in second year, everything else will come. The, you know he's got to be a little bit bigger, put some muscle on. The physicality of the league will wear on him, but I really like it. Um, yeah, we, we just drafting the blue buds. Like it, it's just the culture. You know, it's, Leon's got to start drafting guys that we want in this Tibbs culture. So I'm really glad that he's trying to do that build. Another that thing,
1: build another the players thing, players is both those players were the conference player of the year. So mm-hmm. I mean, there, those are just winners right there. Uh, I love the, the the strategy there. A lot of people don't really. Look into success at the college level now. I mean, take a look at a guy who came off the bench and got drafted fourth. You know, I mean, people they don't really—they all look about potential, but uh, I really like them focusing on the here and now. So, definitely support that. Yeah, yeah, no question. I mean, and then the last guy we'll talk about, since you brought it up,
0: and I've said it a couple times, we then 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 they go around undrafted, uh, signing undrafted free agents. Uh, or, yeah, undrafted players, I'm saying, is like free agency almost. You kind of got to talk to them. We ended up signing Miles Powell from Seton Hall, Jersey boy. Love to see it. When you get Miles Powell, Obi Toppin, and Emmanuel quickly in your team, you're getting three of the best players from college basketball. Yep. Like, am I missing something? That That is a pretty good draft strategy right there. Yep. And three guys that you know are hungry, man. Three guys that are hungry you get right in that locker room. That's what this team needed.
1: Yep. Three guys who just know how to work, too. I mean, you don't become the conference player of the year by not having an NBA-ready work ethic. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's, that's just working harder than everyone else in your conference. So, Yeah. I love the Miles Powell pickup. Um, I've, been a, I've known him for, I think, literally since he was in high school. Mm-hmm. Um, just a, a walking bucket. Which again, I mean, you, you got to find a bag. bag. Oh, yeah. He got a bag.
0: And he's, he's what, six two ish
1: Six two six three, I think. But six two six three, but he plays. He is strong.
0: He's strong with that ball, man, which I like a lot. Strong physical guard, you know. You know uh, Doesn't get, get pushed around.
1: I'm gonna give you a, com- a comparison of him. I think you'll like this. He's okay. like a, an Isaiah Briscoe, but can shoot. Okay. Yeah. Isaiah. Sure. Yeah. Little yeah. Little had a a nice game. Another Jersey boy. Little less of a bag than him, but you know, still got that Jersey style of just. Just a walk-in bucket can get. Yeah, him. Miles Powell can shoot that thing, man. Mm-hmm. Which we need. he can shoot it. Give me all the shooting we need. Give me it all. And we know he loves playing in the garden. Facts.
0: He's. I think he averaged like 28 a game when he's playing like St. John's or whatever in the garden. Yeah. We love. We love to see that. Uh, but yeah, man. So I guess you know, after looking back, technically we'll count Miles Powell towards towards the NBA towards the next draft. Mm-hmm. You know, just give me a grade straight up. With the, yeah. without the expect, or I guess with your expectations coming into the draft, what would you grade them mm-hmm. uh, with the draft grade? I'd Leon's give, first official draft, him yeah. and Scott Perry, you know, working together.
1: And it is. I'd give them an A minus. Mm. I would go higher, but um, I have questions about maybe we reached a little bit for uh, quickly. I know a lot mm. of people had him in the second round, but. Again, if it's a guy that you love and you want to pick him up, more power to you. Um, and I, I kind of liked the guy, uh, Arturo. Who, mm, who, you like, just hit the like, nail on the head for me. I yeah. liked him. I get it. We're, we, passed, uh, we traded him for some future assets, which that 2023 yeah. draft class is going to be crazy. So I get it. <laughs> um, but it would have been – We been traded him for a sixth grader, grade, an eighth grader, man. Yeah. Grade, <laughs> trade for middle schoolers. Um, but, yeah, A-minus for sure, man. Picking up Obi Toppin in the draft, I mean, you, you really can't ask for much more. So, yeah, yeah, I was gonna give it. I was gonna say B plus
0: just because I didn't understand trading Turo and that was kind of exactly what we needed. I guess the plan was always Nerlens, and then we made that um made that trade for another big man that we'll we'll get to, I believe, from Minnesota. I they spell say was from me. So I get it, but I did like Arturo, and he was just solid. I thought it would have been a really, really solid draft if we ended up topping quickly and him. But we got Miles Powell in the undrafted, so maybe he does bump it up to an A minus. But very, very, very pleased. Didn't make any wacky trade trades up or whatever. Stayed put where we were at and ended up topping. So I loved it. And they, the Knicks front office was good before. Like we do like topping, but we kind of like Okoro. But we, you know they did a good thing. Like cut it around. Doing the smoke screen and trying to drive some trades, which would have been nice. Um, but yeah, very good draft, could not be pleased. Then we got right like right in free agency, bro, and it was kinda like it didn't even feel real. It was like a week, we had all those those weird rumors about Harden to the Nets and everything. So the NBA was just was just taking over. Um, the Knicks go out and they make similar to last summer when they missed out on some of the bigger free agents. This year though it didn't seem like they were targeting. Big-time free agents. It seemed like they were interested in Gordon Hayward, um, which was okay because a lot of teams had interest. He's a great player, and uh, he got his payday. But um, the Knicks just went, and they signed very flexible te- deals, one-year deals mostly, non-guaranteed deals, young players, One year, um, guys we just needed for the um, rotation, you know, and guys with a chip on their shoulder trying to, trying to prove themselves or whatever. So I really like how the Knicks were patient, didn't hand out any crazy contracts. Couple guys maybe I would have liked to see them make a run out more. Um but overall I was pretty happy. We ended up signing Austin Rivers, Neurons Noel, Alec Burks to nice one-year deals. Um, you know, real quick, give me your thoughts on uh, you know, let's just talk, yeah, talk those three guys. Which ones do you like, which ones do you expect to have big impact? You know, we heard a great quote from Austin Rivers in his presser. Gotta say, man, this Duke boy is freaking Duke boy. He's going i know—he's gonna grow on me like all year, and I'm not excited about it. Yeah. But I love
1: it. I liked—I liked most of the signings. Um, the one signing I didn't really like was Michael K. gilchrist Which? Oh well, yeah. I mean, that—he was on—he's on a trade camp
0: deal. He'll—he'll he'll be lucky to make the roster. Honestly. Roll
1: back right. to when I told you he would be nice in the NBA, and you were like, "No way, bro!" And I was <laughs> so, so wrong. <laughs> wow. and,
0: uh, wow. Yeah, the only thing I think of with uh, Michael K. Gilchrist is Melo,
1: Melo hanging 61 on it, man. Was was Michael K. Gilchrist's jump shot that broken in college? It was pretty bad. I do don't remember bad. The name. It didn't look that broke,
0: but it was still pretty bad.
1: Whatever. Regardless, I'll get back to it. Um <laughs> First guy I really like is I'm a huge fan of Alec Burks. I know you've been <laughs> a fan of him since college. Yeah. Um, just a perfect vet to have on the team a guy who can create shots for us you know a guy doesn't need players to make shots for him which is kind of what we had a problem with last year is we had a bunch of guys who are good shooters but they need people to play make for them you know what i mean yeah. so i yeah. like that pickup a lot got him on a one-year deal would love to see him come back um you know almost kind of similar to the marcus moore signing um mm-hmm. a reserved role obviously yeah um then i, I do like the austin river signing um, if anything, just for some, some guard depth, um, just a veteran who again can play make kind of a combo point guard type guy, um, you know, been there, done that has been on playoff teams that have made runs. Yeah. is before you get to New Orleans, I know you're a big fan
0: of New Orleans as well, but is Austin Rivers the best Knicks guard
1: currently on the roster? Uh, do you on consider a guard? Yeah. I'd, I'd consider him say- a I'd say RJ is probably better than him. He might be our best point guard right now, if he's a point guard.
0: Yeah.
1: yeah, well, I'm, see, yeah I'm saying Rivers did
0: play pretty well in the bubble.
1: He did. I he don't really like some of the things
0: that he said in the past about you know about certain things, but you know, maybe he's different.
1: Hey, and he's again, again,
0: his dad, his dad plays
1: this. So Former Nick alumni, now. so
0: he, he knows. He's, he's been around been
1: it. Around we'll it. see. Um, yeah. So then we'll get to Nerlens. Um, again, I don't. I saw a lot of people saying like, "Oh, why would you get Nerlens when you already have Mitch? You don't want to take away his playing time?" But if you watched Mitch last year, you know he gets into foul trouble, so mm-hmm. it's, it's the perfect sub to have for him. Guy who plays a very similar role to, role to Mitch. Um, again, another Kentucky guy, so you know get those connections going. Um, but like like Nerlens said, he he said all the right things. He wants to be a mentor to Mitch, show him the ropes. Um, and I still think Nerlens has a lot of upside. Um, you know, I still think he can play some basketball. So. Uh, Who else do we have? Oh, can we talk about uh, Spellman and and them and whatnot? Yeah, of course. And then,
0: yeah, and then I guess it was in a a trade. It was Was a signed trade or was it just a normal trade? I think it was just a normal trade.
1: I don't remember. I think it was – some second-round picks or something,
0: including – So the Knicks ended up getting Jacob Evans, who used to be on the Warriors for a little bit, who's not bad. He's an all right body. And, of course, also Amari Spellman, who also used to be on the Warriors, I guess, but they were both – in that Wiggins deal, which it seems like in the D Lo deal. Um, Amari Spellman was originally on the Hawks. Yes.
1: Dragon yes.
0: Went to school at Nova.
1: Um, versatile big guy.
0: Not really a big guy in terms of height. He's a little shorter, but he can shoot the ball, which I love. Um, he's a smart player. Pretty Jacob Evans, I don't see cracking the team really, but you know, fine. I mean, he's a good wing defender, I'll tell you. But yeah, give me I know you're a big fan of Spellman.
1: I, I love Spellman. Um I've I love like, I like him since Atlanta too. Yeah, I, I love yeah. him since Atlanta. Um I was really mad when the Warriors got him. I was mm-hmm. like, wow, they got the Draymond Green understudy. But I mean <laughs> he's just he has a very similar game to Draymond. Um maybe a little less defensive minded than Draymond. Um but I mean he has a, a very guard like skill set on offense. I mean, a guy who's a pick and pop threat. Um, you know can handle the ball a little bit surprisingly has great touch around the rim great passing vision
0: yeah um,
1: he has great great size watt, you know thickness he's a little thick boy he he big boy board, he can board the ball um he board, yeah, yeah he can the board. boards for show sure. I, I i love the pickup i think again he'd be a good uh good little piece next to nerland's maybe um you know back up to our our power forwards so uh, and maybe he can play a little maybe a little small forward i don't know we'll see so uh, I really like the Spellman pickup. Just another young guy we can throw in the mix. So, very, very happy about it. And, you know, Jacob Evans, who knows? He's still 22, 23. Yeah. You never know. So, we'll see. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I do agree. Yeah, yeah, we'll see. I, I think, think he can shoot him. a little bit. I remember when the Warriors picked him up, I was like, damn, he's nice too. And he didn't really do much, so.
0: Yeah, the Warriors always take the flyers on those guys because they got nobody, no money to pay anybody else. They're just no. constantly looking on the waivers.
1: Damian Jones.
0: Um, yeah, some bombs. And then, obviously, Alfred Payton returned and Reggie Bullock both returned on one year deals. Alfred, I mean, I, I guess, guess after, after the Knicks, Knicks made a run at Fred Van Bleet, which, which is the deal, deal I kind of want to talk, talk about after this, but anyway. But, but so, so those guys, guys returned. Alfred Payton clearly just needed we needed to fill that point guard hole, even with Dennis Smith, even with Frank Eden, right, getting quickly and um, Miles Powell. So, so I like it. it. I like getting Peyton back. He has a good, you know, playing relationship with RJ and Randall and Mitch. So hopefully they can at least continue some chemistry out there. I, I want, want to, to say, say the lineup that I'm very excited for that I hopefully think will feature a lot from the bench. I want quickly or Frank at point, and then the other one at shooting guard. Then I want Knox, Toppin, and Nerlens. That's what I want the second bench unit to be. And then Alfred can start with RJ and Burks or or whoever ready book. And I think that that bench lineup with the athleticism and kind of the combination of the shooting with quickly Toppin and knocks, I whoo and the defense upside, I really, really would like to see that. So I think the way the way that Leon Perry approached this, very, very clear. Stacking of assets got one year deal, stay flexible. Next year's free agency class is miles better. So if we can land even one or two B plus guys, really put this with the young core, it should be it can be looking very very good.
1: Yeah, and I was uh, I was listening to Zach Lowe's podcast today, and shout out. oh yeah, shout out! I love him. Great, exactly. great uh, uh, analyst. Right. So he he was talking about what the Knicks did, and the biggest thing he took away is just just showing these free agents that the Knicks are a respectable organization now. We're showing that we take care of our own guys. Patience. Yeah, we're staying patient. We're not doing stupid contracts. You know, we're, we're rewarding our the players we have connections with. When comparing that to a team like the Celtics, who's doing the opposite right now. They're mm-hmm. turning all the free agents off because they tried to trade IT. They tried to trade Kemba, like, literally this off season. So, it, as much as people, you know, say, oh, yeah. Back, yeah, down. yeah, for real. People say, oh, it's just a business. Like, people get traded. It, players remember when you take care of players and players remember when you don't. So, yeah, you know, I think this, this season's all about, you know, showing people that we take care of people, especially our Kentucky guys. Cause there's a lot of good, yeah, we, we take care of them.
0: And then, and, you know, but then at the same time you have to realize that it's a business at, at some point, but there's like, I, I see what you mean. There's like just a level of respect that the organization has been gaining lately With, you know, the hiring of World Wide West, Leon's got great relationships around the league with all agents and whatnot. And, you know, it's a player's league. So if you're in very well with the agents and know that they treat you well and aren't going to give you whack deals or whatever, it's going to go around the league very quickly.
1: No one knows that more than Leon.
0: Mm -hmm. No one knows that more than Leon. I love love the memes with Leon, bro. Where, especially with that Austin Rivers deal, it was a three-year deal. So I want to get this straight. It's a three three year deal for about nine million or ten million total. The last two years are unguaranteed. Not guaranteed. The first year's guaranteed. So next year we'd be like, ah, we'll wave you. Doesn't doesn't count towards salary cap. It's perfect. Un, unguaranteed. Or if we like you, eh ah, we'll bring you back one more year. Same thing. If we waive you in the middle of the season or after, doesn't count towards cap. It's brilliant.
1: And Leon, I think Leon had a gun to his head, he was like,
0: you shot this the Even more sign. so
1: that too is yeah. we're gonna have a guy who's an expiring contract for two for three years now.
0: Yeah, this it's very very good value, and, and what, what he produces that I can't believe he must not have gotten a lot of looks, or he just was very very really loved what the Knicks were doing. I'm sure he could have gone to a lot of contenders, man. Uh, with that price. I saw
1: that, that, I saw that quote that he he turned down a lot of offers from contenders, but I mean, was that is that true? Uh, who knows? But. Yeah,
0: and uh, if you missed it too, you got to go check it out. Austin Rivers, man, in the press conference. was basically like we've been living in this era where people are just trying to team up and they don't want to go somewhere to create something special. And I was like, <laughs> KD, you know, you take a shot. I love it. Love it. He, he barely been in the Nick for like a week, and he's taking subliminal shots at KD. I love it. Um, but he's right, man. You know, Amari Stoudemire wanted to come to New York and make some great. Melo wanted to come to New York and win New York and bring him back. We've been missing that. Porzingis didn't want to do that, clearly. You know, RJ seems to. Mitch seems to. OBC. All these guys. I like the pattern. I like that way we're heading. Um, yeah. So, Damian Dotson, unfortunately, though, we had to let him go. Kenny Wooten goes. Bobby Portis goes um you know all guys I liked and I liked, I liked certain guys upside Bobby and I mean for that price there's no way he's gonna return but maybe on a cheaper deal wouldn't mind it um, he plays with a lot of passion or whatever nah, I was that's tired of Bobby <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, but you know Wooten the Wooten clan we always wanted to see him get some time he goes to Houston if I'm not mistaken which we will talk about a little later they made a splash um but
1: let like that fit down in Houston. Houston and Dotson mm-hmm. goes to the Cavs, who, again, mm-hmm.
0: will probably just be a rotational piece, you know. Any mm-hmm. closing remarks you want to give it to the boys, you know, shout out to Dot. He was my boy, but he's 26, whole team Dot.
1: I mean, I kind of wanted to bring back Ellington. Just I forgot play. about him. I forgot about Wayne, yeah. Yeah, just to have some more shooting. Um, but, again, I mean, we, we, got, we got some shooting in the draft. Um, he's old. Can't really play make for himself. Um, I love Bobby. I I thought Bobby He's got a lot old. of hate. <laughs> he is old. I mean, what do you want me to say? Um, I loved Bobby. I thought Bobby got a lot of hate for, you know, a little unfair hate. Obviously, he took some dumb shots, but that was his game, you know. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I thought he had a lot of grit, a lot of great attitude for the Knicks. But for that price, I'm sorry, bro. You're gone. Yeah. I remember it. I remember last off season we were talking. I think we probably did the Knicks off season whatever, and we, we liked, liked
0: the Randall. Randall obviously, we loved the Randall signing and all that, and, and we're like, oh, Bobby Portis, let's go. go, like, we, we got, got another dog, dog in there, let's go, you dog.
1: <laughs> he was a dog. And he was
0: a dog for about three, three games, games. Yeah. and the other game he was a little puppy, he not, yeah. but, but he, he, play, plays he plays hard. Always I liked always like how hard he played.
1: Um, I I was a little disappointed in Wooten, but I mean, if we're really being honest with ourselves, is Wooten really that much better of a prospect than a guy like Spellman? I'm not sure. I'm not no, sure. And I
0: mean, once we drafted Obi, it was like, okay. Like, there's not – we don't need another power forward. Like, I know that's yeah, the but running but joke yeah. of the Knicks is that they got another power forward and Obi Top in. It's like, whatever. Like, I get it.
1: Never even but, made sense, but whatever. Position <laughs> in the basketball, power forwards are some of the best athletes. So, we'll take it.
0: Um, Wooten would have been very exciting to see in Tibbs' system, especially, I think. So I'm a little annoyed that we let him go, but that's okay. Um, you know, why do we need Theo <laughs> Pinson? Um, but, uh, you know, best of luck to them. Uh, you know, hopefully they they earn well, especially Dot. I feel like he's a grinder. I'd like to see him do well in Cleveland, the land, John the land. Um, yeah, before we get into some of the guys that have stayed, JaVale, go to the land. Come <laughs> on, Before we get into the guys that we still have, we talk about a little bit of their, uh, you know, what we expect from them this year in development. Let's talk about um, the Knicks' new coaching staff, bro. Mm. Tibbs, Mike Woodson, um, who somebody got named our assistant head coach, Johnny Bryant. Too, Uh, he came. I forget where he came from, but he's a young guy. Like, oh, from the Jazz. That's right.
1: Oh yeah. Coming from the Jazz,
0: he's got a lot of respect from from players around the league. Um, Yeah, Mike Woodson, Kenny Payne, to name the others. Tibbs has got a nice little staff going already. Yep. Um, and I really like it. And I think for to establish the culture right away, the coaching staff has to be very, very, very strong. And that was something the Knicks have not had in so long, man. Have not had a stable head coach or coaching staff or development staff for that matter. We get one of the best player development guys, Kenny Payne, who has worked with Kevin Knox, who has worked with Julius Randle, Nerland's Noel. Maybe MKJ MKG. I'm not, not sure. sure if he worked if at for Kid Gilchrist. Gilchrist. He might have been there that long. But, but Kenny Payne, Payne loves those guys. Um, yeah. yeah, and I'm not. Let me not forget this guy as well. He's in the he's in the press release for the Knicks. Daisuke K Yoshimoto is also he's also one of the head. Uh, I mean, assistant coaches, shall I say? So we love to see that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. What are you kind of expecting from this? Um, you know, coaching staff, they don't have a ton to work with, so it'll be interesting. But, you know, we have potential to go 11, 12 men deep. And I think for Tibbs, who I know his, his criticism has always been playing heavy minutes, but I don't really envision that with this roster. I feel like it'll be a lot of guys getting medium doses of minutes. We'll just be playing deeper. You know what I mean? For at least what Tibbs is going to run.
1: Well, <laughs> did, you see, uh, did you see them on Instagram where uh... – I saw Quickly was posting on his Instagram story, and uh, Miles Powell was posting on a story where uh, it was like quotes and it was saying, um, I don't know if y'all would be good basketball players, but you sure help be good at track. <laughs> I know Tibbs got them boys running, which I love. Um, yep, get them in shape, man. Yeah. I, I think um, the biggest thing this, this next staff should work on is just you know, getting that culture going, getting, getting guys settled feeling like they have a home. I feel like for the longest time, even back – way back to when we had uh, Mello, you know, we've never really had a coach that can control a locker room uh, pretty much until we had – until it was Woodson, which we had our best season in, saying, in, in years, and now he's back. So, uh, I really like it. Uh, you know I love my guy KP. Um, I I just – I really like the, the infrastructure that we have going on this team. And I, that's the biggest key to, to a winning franchise is just to have stable front office on the same page. They know the players are developing. They're not rushing yeah. anyone like Fizdale got rushed. Um, so, yeah, we'll, we'll – yeah, That's one way, <laughs> <Fizdale> got rushed.
0: <laughs> Wasn't out of there soon uh, enough. Yeah. Yeah.
1: But we'll see. I, I would like to see a, good, a nice running offense too, which i really mm. like to see with Mike Miller. I mm-hmm. wish we would have brought him back, but you know, best of luck in OKC. That's that's a good spot for him. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, well, that's that's gonna be my big question with Tibbs. Let's see how how he adapts his offense. But uh, yeah, I'm I'm very very excited to see them. Yeah, hopefully um, Johnny Bryan is the associate. He's an associate head coach,
0: so I guess he might be the lead assistant. Or he's associate head coach, and Woodson is the lead assistant. I'm not sure how that kind of hierarchy works. But Bryan is a relatively younger coach, so maybe he has some good offensive. Uh, Schemes that maybe Utah's been using with Donovan Mitchell and those guys, I kind of think the Knicks should try and run a similar type of offense with RJ and, and Donovan being you know some relatively similar playstyles. Donovan Mitch and Mitch and at the and yeah, and Gobert with Mitch. Um, so that could be that could be good with them. Also, I think it's good that Tibbs, man, he doesn't have to worry. I'm not sure if he was in Minnesota, but he just doesn't have to worry about all the personnel stuff too. You know, like I, obviously I know he has huge input on it and he's super respected. Him and Leon though have a close relationship which I just think is huge. Because before, the Knicks coaches we had, I mean, they were like, oh my God, like Phil Jackson is going to fire me. <laughs> like, he's going to fire me if I don't win one game. Like
1: he, he, Phil Jackson was probably never there. He probably never showed up. So you can never yeah. talk to him. Yep. Same thing with Tibbs. This is my biggest thing I was telling Knicks fans all summer is when he was on the Timberwolves, he was, he had that doc syndrome where he was president of basketball operations. And Minnesota, that's what it was, it wasn't Minnesota as well. Mm-hmm. I know. It- oh yeah, that's right. Yeah. That's just, it never works. It's never yep. worked in basketball. It's way too, it's a many lot. too much, too much, too much. So I, I think you can't, can't be really thinking good. of the team's future while at the same time coaching in the present to try and win. You can't, it's, it's tough. It's a tough it's a job. Contradiction. Yeah. So I, I have faith in Tibbs. I'm sure he's just been, st- cause he's a basketball savant. I mean, he. He studies the game. I'm sure he's just been conjuring up ideas ever since he was out of the league. And, uh, you know, I'm sure he'll, he'll adapt. No yeah. doubt. Yeah, yeah, so I'm super excited,
0: like, like you said, to, just, just to watch a competent cool. head coach finally coach the Knicks, man. Yeah. Um, shout, shout out our boy, K.A. I know you say K.P., but our boy Kenny Atkinson, mm. man, he you know got there. He might be the guy that solves that. I'm not even gonna lie. I do like what they're doing with Ty Lu and of course, all these reports are coming. We're going off on a little tangent. But I just like my boy Kenny because we, we found out about it kind of at the same time that he's the lead assistant for the Clippers, which I is wild. So good, went super under the radar. Um, if he gets a chance there to be the head coach, watch out. That's all I'm gonna say because they he will be able to work with what he's got. True.
1: Okay. There,
0: and he'll get he'll he'll tweak the system. For the players, I feel I like Doc, Doc just took all the Clippers', Clippers players and were like, we're, we're doing it this way. way. And they yeah. were like, oh, my gosh. Like, okay. Like, like,
1: To me, I think he might get a little ignored over there in Clipper territory. Um I so. respect his opinion. Kenny? Kenny Atkinson. I, Ask okay. Yourself Ask yourself this. Does Kawhi and Paul George seem like guys that listen to you when you put in an offensive set? To me, they not prove that yet at all. I think Kawhi, Kawhi and, and Paul George
0: – Command, respect. You know what I mean? So I think
1: when they talk to Kenny Atkinson
0: and realize he knows what the hell he's talking about, like, I feel like they'll respect it and understand it and try it. But I don't know. You're right. Maybe Paul George and Kawhi are just like, dude, we're playing this way, and you can F off.
1: We'll see. Hopefully all it takes is Ty Lue just has to listen to him and tweak his offense. Because if Ty Lue can just be a figurehead and just, you know, kind of relate to players – be a good fit Again, That's a good fit. Again, yeah, I agree. don't know how much of an offense you can run without a point guard, but, you know, that's a talk. Hey, Randy Jackson, Jackson, man, he's going to be a prominent yeah. guard in their system. That, that, was, that was a the report guy. that I
0: think Woj said, or Shams, or like he, he's, he's going to be a featured guard for the Clippers. Okay. I'm like,
1: okay. <laughs> the point forward, Nicholas Batum, man. <laughs> yeah, I forgot. The signing, bro. But anyways, right, that's right. where our
0: Clippers tangent. We're, me and uh, BK, we really wanted Kenny in the Knicks, but I get it. I guess lead assistant with the Clippers is a decent job compared to lead assistant with the Knicks. I get it. A little bit. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so, you know, this great coaching staff, they really focused on player development. Your guy, KP, is going to be working with a lot of the guys we have returning. Um, let's talk the guards because it's been a huge, you know, talking point. Dennis Smith and Frank. Dennis Smith been in the gym with Mahoud Abdul Rahim or something. I, I'm probably screwing up that name. That was good, though, right? I mean, he, he was a very, very crafty guard in his day. Um, hopefully helping with Dennis Smith Jr.'s confidence, man. I mean, we, we can sit here and talk about, you know, the potential that Dennis Smith has. His athleticism is probably one of the best in the league, let's be honest. That dude can jump out of the gym. Mm-hmm. Um, but he just looked so lost last season. So lost. You could feel it when he was out there. I don't know if the Knicks kind of just threw him in and they were like, dude, we need some offense. Like, please? Because he was just—he was taking bad shots, not in a rhythm, not making good decisions on the court, turning the ball over. Had glimpses. You know, he still always has glimpses. But I know you still, don't are, you still are believing in Den Smith. He's only 23, 22, 23 years old or something. Um, he got to get back to playing in his Dallas days those first two years because he was playing great. And they just happened to draft. Luca, so, so they, they had to get that, rid of him, um, and they managed to get poor things for him as they nor there. Uh, talk to me about dennis Smith with a Tibbs and a Kenny Payne in his corner, and uh you know Abdul Rahim Sharif Abdul whatever you know training him. Um, yeah, I'm murdering that, but it's okay.
1: I I think and this is something I think a lot of people don't really take into consideration when they think about NBA players is you never know how much the off-court stuff is affecting your on-court game. Mm-hmm. That, that is one of the biggest things that is never considered into, you know, players development. You never yep. know what the situation is going on. I mean, yep. he was probably dealing with his sick grandmother or was it his mother? I don't remember. He had um, a sick family kid. member, right? A family member, yeah. I, I think, went past, passed, if I,
0: if I recall
1: So I'm sure he wasn't – and he came back from an injury, so I'm sure he barely – A bad injury, injury like weird injury. Yeah, so he had a weird – it was just a a terrible storm of bad things happening for him. Yeah. If if I had never watched his rookie season, I would be talking from a completely different place. But considering that a 19-year-old guy who came from being a first-year player at – where was it? Uh, North Carolina State, right?
0: Yeah.
1: Um putting up 15 points a game in the West where all the best point guards are, mm-hmm. he can't put that – just put that up again.
0: He, I, just, he, he just looked,
1: looked like, like a completely, completely different player, player out there. Just look, just look, look up at the, the highlights. His just, explosiveness, is get to the rim. Yeah, he, he looked way out of sorts. So I think if he can just get his, you know, get his life a little bit together, which I think he was talking about how he progressed more as a man than he, he did in his, you know, his on-court game. As a player, yeah, player. yeah. So I think he's doing all the right stuff this summer. If he can get that jump shot a little bit together, even if he doesn't, just just you know, be a similar playmaker to Alfred. Just be a, a athletic threat out there. You know, I I think he could be a really serviceable guy in the in the lineup. At worst, yeah, a really good backup point guard. Yeah, yeah definitely. definitely. I mean, I'm I'm pulling for him, man. I am pulling, pulling for him, for
0: him to, to get that, that starting job because. because Unless they're willing to start Frank alongside RJ and just don't see Frank being the starting point guard. I, I would love for it if that were the case. Um, this is a great transition to Frank. You know, this is a huge year for him. It's a big year for both him and Dennis Smith, obviously. Huge years. They both uh, – their contracts both expire. They're both dra- They're drafted in one position next to each other. Um, you know, yeah, huge year for Frank. Kind of what do you want to see, you know, like – a lot of people, Nick's Twitter loves Frank, you know. A lot of people love Frank. But then you talk to a couple other people, maybe they don't watch him as much. But, like, you got to start seeing some sort of offensive potential or progress, should I say. Good at the rim, like, good finisher at the rim. His defense is where he excels. But I need to see a consistent jumper. And I, I think he can be a very, very good player this year if he just has
1: a consistent jumper. Yeah, I think, first of all, biggest thing for him is just let him play some minutes. Um, oh, yeah, please. Anytime he was getting extended minutes, he was playing better. So, I, gotta I like, like him at the end, end of the, end of the game. game. Always have him at the end, end, end of the game. The There's no reason why he shouldn't be there. I think difficult. kids would love him. Um, I think that's a perfect guy for his offense. But like you said, um, I need to see something on offense, whether that's you know being a consistent pick-and-roll facilitator. Um, whether that's just a consistent catch-and-shoot guy on three, even if he just has a corner. We're going to corner three, please. please. Just just a little P.J. Tucker. Um, But, yeah, I I know I've compared him a lot to Marcus Smart. Um, I think if he can have those moments where, you know, Marcus Smart makes the big steal, makes the big block, you know, the hustle plays, um, you don't even have to put up crazy stats. Give me 10 a game, 10, 4, and 4, and just be an absolute pest out there, and you'll have the whole Knicks fan base batting for you. So. And if anyone can appreciate, you know, the little things that don't show up on stats, it's Thibodeau. It so.
0: it he definitely has a whole separate stat sheet of stats that aren't on the stat sheet that he keeps track of. For, for sure. sure. Has He's got deflections. deflections. He's got oh yeah, all the points. Oh, yeah. He's got everything. Yeah. Yeah. Big, big, big year for both of these guards. Um, I mentioned it to you. The Knicks have not signed a rookie to a second contract, and I want to say over twenty years.
1: That's wild.
0: I forget who is who it was maybe you know three or something. That long though, they haven't signed a rookie to their second year contract. Can Frank, Frank or Dennis Smith. Smith? Well, actually, Dennis Smith, we didn't draft. Will Frank
1: get extension this year? Absolutely.
0: Okay. I hope so. I sure hope so, man. I hope he doesn't get traded. Um, but then we got the other three guys returning, man. Julius Randle and Mitch, we'll get to, but let's talk about Mr. Kevin Knox. Um, look, I think I think honestly, from what Leon and Perry were doing with these signings, is there still plenty of guys, guys that compete, can compete with him? But I mean, come on now, like Knox, like this is your job, bro. This is like you should be. I think Kevin Knox should be a starting power, or a small forward for the next season. He absolutely should be good enough athlete. Gotta get his confidence up as well. So I think him and Dennis Smith have like similar things where like they get on the court and like we're always looking to them for offense and they just they just don't know how to get into the rhythm of the game a little bit. Knox kind of was up and down with the shooting numbers. We've seen it with Knox, man. We've seen him attacking the rim and posterizing dudes and he's getting he's getting stronger, for sure getting stronger this offseason. I need to see him play twenty-five plus minutes a game.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Be the starter, be the starting three. Battle. If you can't beat out Alec Burks and Reggie Bullock, like it might be time for us to float a Knox with Randall in there, and maybe trade idea. Because man, I, I need to see it. Like we drafted him top ten as well. You got to be, he can be a part of this next core. He's exactly what they need in there, mm-hmm. a wing that can shoot and is electric athlete. Like he's a very underrated athlete. So are you I'm just frustrated with Kevin Knox? Knox? I'm pretty, I'm pretty frustrated, frustrated with Kevin Knox because I've just, just been waiting for it. I, he, this, this is the year, year where, where you come, come back and he's like, oh, he's been working out. Like He's been, been looking good. He's been, been in the gym. gym. Let's, Let's see it, man. Translate on the floor.
1: I, and I think uh, I've been pretty consistent on this, is I have been super patient with Kevin Knox. He was the youngest player when we drafted him in the draft. So I pretty much said that whole year, do whatever you want. I don't, I don't care as long as I see some flashes, which we did see his first year. He's actually really good his first year. Um. Then last year, he had his little sophomore slump, which happens. Um, You know, last year was kind of a shit show. You know, fizz, bad spacing, weird fit on the rosters. Um, All I want to see from Knox this year is just, again, just honestly, not even as much hitting and, like, knocking down shots. Just taking, being confident with his shot. Anytime he's open, just letting it fly. You know, that's all I want to see. That's he has to. to. Without, without Mook. I mean, without, without Mook this movie. year, he's, he's going to have to. Unless RJ is going to up his shots. Like, like Which I think, and you said. He will, but not like ridiculously. Like, mm-hmm. You made yeah. this point last year that you thought Mook took a lot of shots away from Knox. Because they're very similar. Oh. Yeah. Very yeah. similar. Yeah. Mook was With the number one. one option last year. And it oh. showed. I really think uh, Kenny Payne is going to be amazing for Knox. Because he's just. He's a guy that speaks players' languages where – Same, yeah. And his temperament. It seems like
0: Knox's temperament.
1: Yes. Knox, very talented guy. I'm sure he is. looks amazing in practice. But he just needs nah. a guy in his ear to tell him, hey, do this go-to move every time in the game and just have yeah. a counter to it. And have a counter to yeah. that. Keep it simple. That's why I'm hoping
0: Burks will be good for him. Mm-hmm. I'm, very, I'm hoping he will be good for him, definitely. Um, then we got, we got our, our two big, big men, Randall and Mitch, and you know. Randall, first year as a a true number one, number two option. Mm -hmm. Um, But I, you know, he played okay. I think he averaged close to 20. Um, He tried to do a lot with the ball, which was a very uh, common complaint from Knicks fans on Twitter and whatnot, is, oh, I can't wait to watch Julius Randall spin move, turnover, and we lose by two or whatever. Like early on in the season last year, people forget. That, like, every game – the Knicks' schedule started last year was very tough. And every game, the Knicks, like, almost won. Like, they almost beat the Nets because Kyrie hit that ridiculous shot over, over RJ. Like, almost beat the Celtics, like I remember. Like, they – we were competing with, like, every team. Like, Randall was playing pretty well. He's had a couple bad turnovers. I love, 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 love when they isolate Randall on the top of the key or the wing, on either wing. If we get Randall downhill towards the rim, it's fine. It's when he's doing too much on the low block and in the mid post where he gets out all out of sorts. He's downhill. He's strong. Get him downhill. Get him in high pick and rolls where he can roll towards the rim. I think his shot has progressed too a little bit. The shot was encouraging.
1: Yep, for sure. I don't know if he shot from
0: three, maybe low 30%. But if that's improved, um, he should be averaging at least – You know.
1: Twenty
0: ten guy. I expect a twenty and ten guy out of Randall. Mm-hmm. And he's still got his point guard. Mitch is a year better, Arby is a year better. Hopefully Knox and Burks and Bullock can, can keep him well. But uh yeah, this is a big year for Randall, man. He can he could really up his value and play himself into a nice contract or uh not play that well and lose a lot of money. We'll see. How we yeah, what's your take on, on Randall are you expecting?
1: Uh again, I think I've talked to you a lot about this i've I've really defended Randall a lot. um you know i i I love the signing to begin with. Um, did he have a disappointing season? Probably I'd probably say so yes. Um, the biggest thing I'd want to see from him this year, which um, I still think could be one of his biggest potentials, is just versatility on defense i mean he he's a very underrated athlete, you know has has the size and strength to to you know, switch on to centers can at mm-hmm. least you know put some post defense on them while still switching on to some some wings and maybe some shooting guards. Maybe a little too slow for point guards, but you know, compared yeah. to a lot of other big you know power forwards in the league, oh, yeah. he was feet pretty well. Yeah. Um, and like you said, if he can have a little bit of a jump shot, that'd be perfect. But again, I think he really uh, benefits from having a coach like Thibodeau who can run some plays for him, get him downhill where he was. At his best in New Orleans, when he you know get this floor space a little bit, yeah, have him play some small ball center, um, let him run in transition. So I think Thibodeau will be really good for him. I'm sure they're on the same wavelength, um, just two professionals. So um, yeah, do we want do we, we want Julius in more of a point, point forward role?
0: Yeah, under t- t- you don't, don't mind it?
1: it? No, I don't mind it at all. He, he can handle the ball. I mean, sure, you know, Elfrid can handle true. the ball and play make and whatnot, but. He's not a he's not a threat to score, and if you're an elite playmaker, you have to have that up, that option to score. So, um, yeah, I'd love to see the ball in his hands at the high posts, you know, getting downhill from the three point line. So, yeah, and then we, we got, got
0: uh,
1: then we, we got young Mitch coming off an NBA record breaking season. Mm-hmm.
0: Um, you yep. know, again, again he's got to be able to play, play consistent, consistent minutes. So, so that's, that's something that, that I hope Tibbs too, will really too, help him work on. You know. know. Tibbs, I want to say coach Joe Keen when he was defensive player of the year. Right? Was Joe, Joe Keen a defensive player. player? Or, you know, he was at least all, all defense or all NBA. Joe Kim was a great player in the Bulls. Way mm-hmm. different players, obviously, in terms of their defensive styles. But, but you made a point earlier, Mitch's got, got to rebound the ball better if he, he wants, wants to be the starting center. I hope he'll be the starting center. And you just got kind of to play a little bit smarter. You know, that, that, that is helping or hurting at least with the foul trouble early on is he's trying you know he's trying to, he's trying trying to block, block every shot. shot. Every and it, it, it's, it's, like, like, it's like it's like the coaching stereotype like thing that you're gonna, or typical thing that you're gonna tell him is like, like you, you can't block every shot. It's, it's just not impossible. possible. Like it's, it's not, not gonna, gonna happen. You maybe the foul trouble, trouble. You're, gonna you're gonna get pump faked, faked a bunch. Punch. So we're gonna get him to so play a little bit smarter hopefully cut down on the foul troubles, let him play smarter minutes and as well in durability. Um, I feel I like when you're just going all out trying to block jump shots crazy and you're a big, big man like that, that. Like, you're yeah. going to turn an ankle, you're going to yeah. do like what, what he, he has before many times, times been hurt. So his health is extremely important for the Knicks long term. So play, play smart. smart, don't, don't put, put yourself in bad situations. situations. Um, you you know, know, you're know you one, one of the biggest Mitch fans I know. You almost value him as better of an asset than RJ at this point almost. Or I don't know if it was me that said that or you, but Yeah. Well, big, big, big pop-out year for Mitch, you predicting, predicting under Tibbs, or do you, you think, think kind of steady improvement from last year?
1: Steady. We'll see. Um, Yeah, I don't know. It, it'll be very interesting to see. I could really see it going either way. Um, You know, I could see him maybe getting into some uncharted waters, playing more minutes, you know. Maybe he's not in as great of a shape as we think he is. But, um, I mean, from everything I've seen this summer, man – I did not expect him to show the touch that he has. You know, everyone's talking about, oh, he's just shooting in the gym, whatever. He was shooting pull-up threes, catch-and-shoot threes. I mean, all I need him to do is make some foul shots for me. You're going to be at the line. Yeah, you don't, you don't need, need to be shooting, shooting all that. No. Nah. If he can have a little something, a little pick-and-pop mid-range or something, that's some. That's extra. I'll take it. Yeah. Um. But, yeah, if he can play with, just with his hands up, like you said, don't jump at everything. Um. I think Nurlands will be great just to light a little fire under his ass, you know, keep him from being complacent. Yeah. He yep. That starting spot at any point. Oh, oh absolutely. absolutely. Um, but yeah, I, I expect a very big year from him. Um I think the Top signing of in the lobster game? game. Yes. Okay. Absolutely should be. Sure. the biggest question again for him, like you mentioned, is his rebounding. He was a very bad rebounder last year, which is good gotta grab the voice and you yeah. have yeah. that verb
0: like come on now yeah and the hands uh, and the hands yeah so, so yeah man so, so again, again this Knicks, Knicks team you know before we transition to, to some other things, more than things than that happen the offseason like this Knicks, Knicks team is going to be very be similar to last year's, year's. very young mm-hmm. very hopefully the young guys get minutes um Tibbs mm-hmm. is going to be competitive though you know yeah. I, think I think that's when you ask a lot of uh, veterans, I think I might have seen like a Jay Crowder clip or some other guys. They're like, man, Tibbs only coaches dogs. You know what I mean? Like he is not coaching guys. that are just like, oh, I just want to, you know, get my shoe deal or whatever. Like I want to look good for the gram. Like not. Nah, like he's coaching straight hoopers. He's all about hoops. And I expect the Knicks to be very competitive. I said this to you and I don't know if it makes sense. They're going to be very competitive, but we're going to lose a lot of Because the talent is just not there yet. And it's. It's got to be. It's a rebuild. This is how you do a proper rebuild. <laughs> Knicks fans have always been very impatient, but for now we got to be patient because with next year's draft class, with next year's free agency money, and the draft picks down the road, man, this thing is set up to be successful. So stay patient. Ride the train. Knicks expectations for the season. Before we move on, what do you got? Sorry,
1: right before I do that. Something that should be noted, which I can't believe is going under the radar to all of Twitter media. Mm-hmm. You know how the Thunder have 19 picks in the next five years? The Knicks have mm-hmm. 16. And no mm-hmm. one's talking about it. Not a single yeah. person has talked about it. I've seen people talk about the Pelicans, who don't, who have 13, I think, and we have 16. So yeah. just throwing that out there. Great job. Love what they're doing. Um, yeah. it's, it's funny, funny yeah. the Knicks, Knicks are probably, probably rebuilding, rebuilding, and it, and it is wild to me because, because the, the Thunder, Thunder and Pelicans, they did a rebuild and.
0: Two years? <laughs> they their, their rebuilds, rebuilds are impressive. But, but yes, yeah. the Knicks need to be getting more love and not just Knicks to the list. Yes.
1: Um okay, so give me your overall kinda just
0: expect season predictions, expectations. You don't need to give me a definitive record or whatever.
1: Keep in mind though, Tennessee. Tennessee gets uh, in this year. Uh yes. I think we'll be around that eleven ten seed area. Um maybe we'll have a chance to play in a little bit. Um I think RJ Barrett. <laughs> Most Improved Player of the Year, wow! Think, uh, Obi Topin six man now. He might be <laughs> rookie. He might win rookie of the year, man. Hell yeah, we'll man! If yeah. you tell
0: me Obi Toppin, Toppin would be rookie of the year and, and RJ Barrett most improved player, done. I don't, don't need anything, anything else, else in the season. They lose every
1: defensive player of the year too. <sighs> now, we, now, oh, we now, we need who knows? It's crazy.
0: Yeah, 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 I, yeah, yeah. I feel yeah. the same yeah. way. Um, I feel like we'll, we'll be competitive, competitive with that ten seed, ten, nine, eight seeds, like all year. I don't. And then for once, the next Knicks might do like the right thing. thing. I, feel I, feel like like I feel like we'll. I feel like we'll end up being like the third worst in the East or something. Like, fine. like that's fine. fine. The we way talk the lottery
1: about, is this year, who cares? We'll we talk about, about the lottery, lottery like in like, the next episode. We gotta get, get to some other things. But man,
0: like, we gotta get. Oh my God!
1: Maybe this is the year we finally go all the way up. Maybe, maybe we move up. That's what I'm That's Every, Every time, time the Knicks, Knicks try to go low, low they go up. high. So we,
0: we go high, high, and maybe we go low. I don't know if that works. But um, we'll <laughs> wrap this up soon. We'll get the shout outs and whatever. Um, but, like, you know, just real quick, you like, want to give me some, some signings, other NBA signings that you maybe liked like, or didn't like or were surprised by? And there were a couple of them out there. Mm-hmm. Pretty quiet yeah. uh, free agency. Um, well, except, except for, you know, this trade, trade that just happened. But, but pretty, pretty relatively, relatively quiet in terms of big moves.
1: Yeah, I think my my two favorite signings were both by the Rockets, which is going to be a, a fitting theme. But I yeah. love the pickup of Wood on that team. Mm-hmm. Um, he's a great guy who can run in transition, can knock down. First how? I don't know how can they got that cheap. Can we, can we talk about, about how they managed to squeeze that money out of their, their asses? No idea. They're paying Harden and Westbrook $100 hundred million
0: combined. That, that they must have not have anybody else on the roster. That,
1: I mean, they yeah, let go of Covington,
0: let go. Of, uh, what's his name? I don't think they've signed PJ. Is PJ still? I don't know. Yeah, I a
1: cool. they brought Three like, or fourteen Love it. Um, but, a great player. but yeah, and this is, this is what I've been telling people. It's not, it's not about getting a small center. It's about getting a center that can stretch the floor. And give you that versatility. That's all it's all about, just more spacing. It's never been about you need a smaller guy. If you can have height and still space the court, you you keep it. Um, And then the other signing they have, who you know I've been a life – not a lifelong fan, but I've been a huge fan of DeMarcus Cousins. Mm -hmm. was on the Kings. uh, One of my favorite players to watch of all time. So so you're you're saying when when he
0: left and went to the the Warriors – you well, didn't not call him
1: we're not going to talk about that did you, you call, call him, him by, by DeMarcus? demarcus is that yeah, what you're you're telling right? i did call him by demarcus,
0: DeMarcus. did not call him boogie for until he was off the wars
1: <laughs> mm-hmm. that's right i think that's fair
0: i remember I when he joined the warriors and i was like is this some sick joke?
1: joke i was pissed
0: because like, he's got an injury right
1: no yeah they got what they deserved oh man maybe not Sid. maybe the injuries are a little too far but they didn't win the chip so fuck them yeah true. um but yeah, I think I think DeMarcus Cousins will or Boogie will do very well. In he Boogie now. Man. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think he sh- he would flourish in that little six man role. Mm-hmm. Um, get him on the court, you know. Man, let me especially tell you, especially with the latest move they had, a little little chemistry there. Yeah, you know, we we can just talk. We can talk
0: about that right now. It's a perfect segue. Uh, the Wode bomb before we went before we came on live on the air. You know, um, Westbrook goes to the Wizards. For John Wall and a first-round pick, I mean, wow. Uh, those links have been happening for a while. Um, I guess Russ and Beal are pretty good, pretty pretty boys. You know, they tight. Um, I think they have, like, a relationship or whatever from their USA days. Not sure. Um, I'll tell you one thing. John Wall, Harden, DeMarcus Cousins, and H-Town. I mean, those strip clubs, I mean, they're going to be
1: – true. Cool. They're going to be raking it in anywhere that team goes. They, they got uh, jerseys to retire. What's his name? What's, what's, his name? what's that new coach team? name?
0: Um, I forget I his name. What's his name? Silas? Yes. Yeah, I, yeah, think, I think you're right. right. Uh, yeah.
1: I think I'm he, um, right.
0: He – that new coach, he's, he's going to have to his full. But, I mean, yeah, I mean, I really, really like it for the Rockets. Um, Getting a, an asset and John Wall, who's maybe not as good of a player as Russ is, Um, but you don't necessarily need him to be. And if he's anything like he was before the injury and can give you 30 on any night and is still a great playmaker and is still one of the electric guys in the open court, um, I loved having a guy like that with Harden. Even though maybe shooting, uh, spacing is a problem in the half court, it opens up the Rockets so much more in the transition game. You get Christian Wood on the wing for a three, you get Harden, you still have Eric Gordon, you still have all these shooters where John Wall can just kick out open three, you know. Uh, Yeah, Yeah. I love this deal. And then the Russ-Beal matchup again, I I just think the Wizards should should blow it up and trade Beal as well. But I guess now you got Russ, and you got Abija, and you got Hachimura, and you got some other pieces. Like, I guess you just go for the playoffs?
1: I I, I guess they got something for John Wall. Both
0: teams were like, let's just swap awful contracts and give me a first rounder.
1: Yeah. (laughs) He the word. <laughs> it's gonna be really dope to watch John Wall on the Rockets though. Um I think he'll he'll come back just just like he left off. Um hopefully he can have a little bit of a jump shot. That's always been his biggest question. Um but what and this is I feel like I've been calling for this for like three years now. Um I th- it's gotta be time to trade Eric Gordon, right?
0: Yeah, what, I mean
1: but he's, he's just perfect in that in that offense. offense. He just, he just stands, stands in the, the corner and waits for a pass. pass. Couldn't, couldn't you use a, a wing more now than – I guess they like the small – I don't know. Well, uh, Keep them. Why not? Yeah, I don't know. Macklemore, they, they still have Macklemore. He played well for them. And Daniel House. They just brought back Gerald uh, Green. Yeah. yeah. Shout, Shout out Joe, Joe Green. Green the boy. boy. One like yeah. That. And then, of course, you hit it too. I mean,
0: John Wall and Boogie. Connected. Finally on the same squad, man. I mean, John Wall, Eric Blensoe, and Boogie were on the same college team. At Kentucky, Kentucky. Well, that was ridiculous. I can't yeah. believe they didn't win the chip. The question is, Austin, Iowa. are me. the
1: Rockets the second best team in the West now? No. You don't think so?
0: No, no I, don't I don't think so. so. I,
1: don't I don't think, think so. so. Definitely, Definitely not. I would say they're top they're five, Locke. Um, are they better or worse than hell you! I'm <laughs> a big fan
0: of the Suns this year, bro. Yes. I'm take the Suns over the Rockets. I'm going take the Mavs if K- KP is healthy. I'm, I'm definitely, definitely taking the Clippers. I'm definitely, I'm taking, definitely the taking the Nuggets. Mm, I don't well, know I'm Portland. I'd, I'd probably take, I'd take Portland over know. Houston right now.
1: I'd draw the line there. Mm-mm. Really? Mm-hmm. Portland, Portland is
0: stacked, dude. <sighs> they got yeah. a great starting lineup. And Melo off the bench. And uh, Cantor off the bench. And Gary Trent. Trenton. They're, they're loaded, bro.
1: That's very true. We'll see. It, again – and this for the West, is what, it's a dogfight, man. This is what it usually comes down to is we'll see what Harden can do. That's it's very, let me tell you, for the West especially, it's very good that this
0: 7-10, 8-9 matchup yes. playoff tourney is going to happen. Because, like, Pelicans, Jazz, Warriors, like, some of these teams are going to be, like, I feel like it's going to be, like, 6 through 12 seeds is going to be, like, separated by, like, three games or something crazy. Grizzlies, too. Like, good young teams that, like, want a chance. I can't wait so. So, yeah, and then, um, so that was the biggest bomb. Um, before we get to one of the extensions of my favorite signings, I just want to talk about it. I feel like the Gordon Hayward signing isn't as bad as people think it is. Um, it's bad, don't get me wrong. It is 120 million for Gordon Hayward, but he is right in the prime of his career, I still think, and he does not need the ball. He really does not need the ball. He's going to be a good fit alongside LaMelo, I think, because... If you just get a rookie guard with no help, like absolutely no help out there, Devontae Graham and P.J. Washington, I guess, are good help in Miles Bridges. But like, you need a guy that's like, yo, we're going to get 20-plus. Definitely out of you. You know what I mean? It will help him development. It's, it's good, good to, have to have a guy, guy like that who's good. been around the league for so long in that locker room because the whole the of the team is young.
1: Yes. And they had I mean, a glaring I mean, need.
0: They had I mean, a glaring I mean, need at the 2-3 at the spot. Besides Miles Bridges, they didn't have anyone. You know, we leave monkeys up and down. So I just I like that signing. It was a lot of money, but they have so well. So they paid
1: him. This it? is my only thing. My only thing is I don't even mind how much they paid for him. It's the four-year commitment to him that mm-hmm. makes me nervous. Because I mean, I feel like us signing Randall was along similar lines where we just needed a guy to go in there and get us twenty points because we don't have anyone scoring the ball. But where we didn't mess up is we had a super team flexible deal on him where yeah. you know, it's a team option, we can get rid of him, or it's a a nice contract to move to someone else. Now, obviously, I don't think Randall's the same player as Gordon at all. But four years for a guy who's – Yeah, had, it's like, it's like, like if, if that's what – if the extra year is what it takes to secure him, him and you're Charlotte,
0: Charlotte, you know? Like, like if, if Gordon Gordon, if Gordon Harris is sitting there, look, I got three three-year 90 mil from the Knicks – Three year, 100 mil from the Pacers, and three year. I think I think they offered. Um, I, think I think the Celtics, Celtics offered him like four year, 100 mil. If I'm not mistaken, I think they offered him like four year, 110 or something before he walked. Mm-hmm. Like, if you're Charlotte, are you really worried about the extra year? I mean, you
1: can... But it's it's my question of what does he do they want though? Do they do they think they can? I don't know. Like, convince free agents to come uh-huh. have to be able to build through the draft because you're going to be an eight seed. Or at least in contention for the eight seed every for the next four years. So, do you think you yeah. already have enough young assets to surround Lamelo? Or I think, think I think what a lot of teams have been doing,
0: and it's, it's, it's just learning at least, least from what the Pelicans, Pelicans and Grizzlies and have done, and, and these, these other teams, teams that just get I, you just, just gotta get lucky in the lottery. Right? Like, like you know what I mean? It, like doesn't matter. So if they, they think Gordon, I like, so so think Barrego, the old Spurs assistant, is still the head coach in Charlotte. Yep. You know. I and think if they, they just start building, building a nice culture like the, the Knicks, Knicks are, trying are trying to do right away, it would just be good for the entire organization. Like, but it is a lot of money and a lot of scoring for for them to maybe be like a ten seed and maybe get in the playoffs. man, it's like if if you're back half of the lottery, like you just gotta get lucky anyway. So I don't hate it. We'll I
1: don't hate it. it. But, but then my favorite. Sorry, like their ability to re-sign some of their young guys, but. No, I don't think will. I'm sure with bird rights and whatnot, it's it's not a problem. But yeah, I
0: don't, I don't know, know if they will end up keeping Rozier, but that's yeah, here
1: or there. He's only got like another year.
0: It was a guy in the Knicks but again different. Um, but, but then my, then my favorite sign dude by team far. Team. I mean the sixth, sixth man of the year, year. Tras. He just you know he didn't, he didn't have, have to move. move. He, he just, goes just goes right next door to the other locker room. The Lakers scooped him, absolutely scooped him. He's one of my favorite players in the league. That's a great great scoop. Uh, LeBron today just signed an extension. That boy got paid two more years, uh, forty-five a year, I think. I want to say like something crazy. So he's tied to LA until twenty twenty-three now. Um, you know, what, what do you do think, think that means for Lakers' future? You think they kind of accepted that they were out of the Giannis running because now I don't think it's possible to even make a run at Giannis now that LeBron uh, signed this extension. I think they he would have had to sign or he would have had to not sign anything, opt out next year, be a free agent, along with AD, and a, if all three of them are free agents, AD, and LeBron, and Giannis might have been able to work it out and be on the same team somehow. Um, but I don't know. If it it, it might have happened, bro, because I know the, the everybody wants to talk crap about LeBron, whichever organization he goes to. He just leaves him dry and washed up. It doesn't seem like Palenka's really doing that, man, because – He's He's thinking thinking long term about the future and the Lakers. Lakers. They're going to probably sign Anthony Davis to a five-year Supermax. And they got Dennis Schroeder, young point guard. They got got Kuzma, who's younger. They got Trez, who's younger. They got these guys I think they want to keep building after LeBron. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I
1: don't... I get the quote that they're pulling from Giannis where he said, I'd love to join AD, LeBron, KD. I don't think there's a any way in hell AD or Giannis wants to join up with LeBron and AD. He I wanted to join one of them. them. I'm sure. I think I think, one. He, I I think, think the big three. More, on, man, I think his point was more, I would love to go play with an MVP level player. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Which is fine. Go to the mats. go to the somewhere else. Miami. Go to Miami. Um, but yeah, I, I don't think, I don't think that ever was going to happen. I don't even know if LeBron really wants that to happen. Yeah. yeah, I'm sure he would. But I mean, I don't think yeah. a huge possibility. Um, I think what this does is makes AD finally find, uh, sign his extension uh, to line up with LeBron so that he has a player option that same year. That that seems what he's thinking. Um, yeah. yeah. Just to see, you know, I don't want yeah, sure. to be
0: there might be TV deals in like a year or two that spike the max. So it'd be smart for AD not to sign the full five years. Yeah. Right.
1: But um. But, yeah, not to fla- not to gloss over the Harrell signing, bro. Mm. Goodness. I don't know what was, what was going on over there, there in that Clipper locker
0: room, man, but Trez, Trez, I know, was one of the only dudes that was I think would call some people out. Maybe they didn't like that or whatever.
1: Think about it. I don't who, know. Who was another man. dog on that team?
0: I mean, Michael Green was
1: also a dog on that team. Come on. And guess what team he joined? The team no, that bounced the Clippers. Yeah. yeah. He was another dog, bro, so – I don't know. I've, I saw a lot of stuff coming out today about the preferential treatment that Paul George and Kawhi had. Yeah, a lot of
0: bad stuff. PG was on all smoke talking about Doc Rivers. and I saw somebody there like, man, Paul George is just he's just a cancer to that whole Rivers family, man, at this point. It is, bro. <laughs> what, what you do with Doc Doc's daughter shit? Like, come on, man. But yeah,
1: I'm um, – Trez off yeah. the bench. God. Huh? Trez off the bench? I mean, that's, that's crazy. crazy. I, I, would I would love if they started him. him. I wouldn't mind it. Fuck it. You yeah, why not? Shit.
0: Why not, man? Put AD, at, put AD at the two. Uh, put Kuzma at the three. Then you got Harrell at the four and Mark at the five. Just go big, bully ball. Why not? Run, <laughs> he's saying. My goodness. Uh, did you see? Did you see the clip of uh, him talking to RJ Richard oh, Jefferson? I and watched was, that whole episode. He's like, yeah, we got we Schroeder. Got we, Traz. Got Traz. We, we got Trace. We got Mark. Mark. Oh no, 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 no! What are you saying? He's, he's like, like, yeah. Exactly. He's like, I do want to give my, my hats hat. off to so, like Quinn Cook, Javale, Boy. Dwight Howard, Danny Green, <laughs> and you go, man, shut up, man. <laughs> Being at the same yeah. table as like LeBron, Richard Jefferson, and Channing Frye at like, at like a dinner or, or something, something with a couple bottles of wine is probably a treat. It's probably a treat, man. Because so when you got, got a like that, you can just like, like bash like LeBron, like, LeBron like, and not care.
1: It's great. Channing's a good, <laughs> good. Probably like, oh, it's <laughs> King James. Yeah, he's a good. I you fool. fool. But people are talking about the extension with LeBron as it
0: matches up perfectly with potentially the draft class that Bronny James could be in. And if you have not seen pictures of LeBron James Jr., that's what we call now. He ain't Bronny. He is LeBron James Jr. That boy looking. big. That boy's going to be a problem this year for high school ball. Good luck over there in Sierra Canyon. But yeah, people have been talking about it. I had a couple conversations with my boys. Do you think I know probably LeBron would love to play with Bronny for a year before he graduates or graduates, geez, before he retires and whatnot. I don't necessarily know if if I'm Bronny, LeBron James Jr. Do do you want to play with your dad, like, as As a rookie? I don't think think as a rookie rookie I'd want to. I I would want at least, like, two or three years until at least, like, all right, dad, like, let's join up. But I think it would just be cool that LeBron is going to play against his son. I don't – or maybe he joins whatever team he's on to retire with him. Like, I don't know. What's your your big, you know, huge Bronco? What do you think his dynamic would be?
1: I don't know. Um, no
0: matter what, I mean, he's like, yo, I'll be in the league when Bronny's in the league. Right. So we figured out from there. But it's like, if you're Bronny, like, not nah, dad, like, don't come to my team. Like, right when I get drafted, you know? Like, I think. Yeah, I I'm think, assuming Bronny's going to be like a first draft pick, too. Like, I would mind. think so.
1: Um, maybe no the whole uh, The whole he wants to play with his son thing is a little overstated. Right? I think Seems he wants to be in the league when his son gets in the league. I agree with yeah. you. Um, I don't – I mean, if it ended up working out that way, I don't think any either of them would care. But You, yeah, you know, think LeBron is going to the Thunder? Is that LeBron. what you're telling me? I don't Is that LeBron going to be going at it. I think LeBron just retires as a Laker – don't stay in L.A. the rest of his life, make movies, make money. You think he'll retire as a Laker, really? Or, or maybe he'll go back to the Cavs and, you know. He'll, he'll sign him one day, yeah. He'll buy the Cavs and play on them. That, as he's 50 I, I, think I think he might play, play until he can, can buy the, the Cavs. <laughs> yeah, he could. Why not? It depends on the, you know, if he wants to leave, <laughs> style and whatnot. Who knows? I don't think he, I don't know. That's a, that's a take for another day. But, um, yeah, I, I think that's a little overstated. Maybe so if maybe you're wrong, you wouldn't want to play with him, right? I'm not, not crazy. crazy. I wouldn't. Nah, I I wouldn't mean, know it's Bron, but. Huh? Uh, if I'm Bron, I, would, I wouldn't I would want to play. How do I phrase this? I bet LeBron wants to play with his son less than his son wants to play with him.
0: Really? Okay. I
1: LeBron's more like, just let him do his thing. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah, I yeah, want play against, against you. That yeah, would probably, probably be the greatest honor, like competing like, against your son I'm at the highest level. Let me That's pull That's
1: crazy. That's crazy, crazy to even think about. about. Had no, no NBA father or son and have competed against each other, right? Never. Mm-mm.
0: We've just had fathers that have been in the league and sons that have been in the league, and now they're all over. Interesting, yeah. Yeah, so, so good for, good for, for LeBron, LeBron that what we get paid. I also didn't know this. In the NBA, you can't sign a multi-year deal after you turn 38. So, so this man. extension puts LeBron, LeBron up until he turns 38, and then you just sign one-year deals the rest of your career. I didn't
1: know that.
0: So that's super flexible. So, so you can know come to New York, want. Okay. The Mecca. All okay. right, before we go, man, uh, a little bit of an entertaining week on NBA, Twitter, and whatnot. Give me a shout-out for the week.
1: Hey, yo, shout-out to Leangelo Ball. Hey, Jello. He a contract with, you guessed it, the wild card of the, of the summer, the Pistons. <laughs> nice, nice, uh, Jenner's Detroit. better in the, the cap, right, right there. there. Oh my That's God. big in the, the summer, game. man. Are you too kidding me? So I, I'm happy for the kid. I'm sure he was. I mean, that he's was. probably if he got, got the guaranteed, guaranteed deal. I don't know if was guaranteed, but a training camp deal for sure. I mean, that must have sucked seeing you know Lamella get all this hype. Ah, oh. Lonzo get all this hype, and he's just not even getting drafted. So yeah, good for him, man. Uh, we'll see if he lasts. Well, we to now Detroit, Detroit, man. Don't mess around he with it. He's a good shooter. So, we'll see. We'll see. Maybe he, yeah. maybe he pans out. But, yeah, shout-out to him.
0: Yeah, yeah, I mean, the, the real shout-out, though. I mean, yeah, let's, let's give, give the, the man some props, props man. LeVar?
1: For real. Shout-out to my to man LeVar. He kids got three, Come on. He got
0: three <laughs> kids, maybe. One number two, the, <laughs> the Lakers, and, the and one number three. Impressive. That That's impressive. And then one, Jello, who might, might have been drafted if he didn't steal a pair of sunglasses. Come on. Um... Yeah, yeah, my shout-out is going to be – it's not really the best shout-out. It's more of like a what-you-doing type of shout-out. Out. Um, Lee Beasley. Like, uh, so this uh, guy – people people uh, were screenshotting people. him. He, he's he been commenting on Larsa Pippen's Instagram. For those who don't know Larsa Pippen, Scottie Pippen's ex-wife, who, let's just say, has been tossed around the NBA. Uh, her son, Scottie Pippen Jr., Currently, Currently playing, playing at Vanderbilt college basketball. That poor guy. I don't know what he's going with. Uh, but yeah, Malik Beasley is spotted with Larson Pippen. He's got a baby mom. He's married to some girl. How old is Malik Beasley? He's like 20 years younger than Larson Pippen. <laughs>
1: yeah,
0: he's like 24, dude. He just commented on her Instagram, like, I just want to take you out on a date and treat you like a <laughs> queen. I'm like, bro,
1: got to priorities right. Get back in the gym, has a man. case pending. Huh? He still has a case pending, too. Yeah, he, he doesn't have a criminal, criminal case. case oh, he's son, um,
0: Come yeah, on, and you know, you know Larson Pippen used to have a relationship with Future. future. Um, This is because Scott down. Pippen didn't sign some autographs for Future when he was a kid. So he was like, all right, bet. Um, but yeah, man, shout out to Lee Beasley to get your head, <laughs> head together. <laughs> but Bye, man, any closing remarks on the uh, Knicks draft or free agency before go? Oh, you go? Nope. Old one, the chosen one. Hey, preseason NBA basketball in, what, nine days after we do the next kickoff? Man. Let's get it. All ah, right, man.
1: Appreciate it. And until uh, next time, see you all I'm right down, below.